three, two, one, let's go. Welcome back to Mission Forge. I'm Bobby Jankovic. I'm the broker at Remax Capital. And Mission Forge is where we engage each other, empower one another, and elevate the real estate world around us. And today I have an exciting interview. This is my first interview. And today I'm going to interview ChatGPT. Okay, so if you haven't caught wind of what is ChatGPT, it's an it's a artificial intelligence uh, app or web page that will learn from you and use artificial intelligence and predictive analytics to sort of answer your questions. And the best thing I can say is it's pretty much a uh, if Google met Alexa and they had a kid, you know, type thing. So the results that you get from talking to chat GPT are not terribly different than if you were to ask Alexa a question or if you were to do a Google search. Um, I will say that I've, my, I've done the interview. I'm going to read it to you. Um, I wanted to see how it answered just some simple questions, and then I slowly started ramping up the, the difficulty of the questions. Um, I did make an account, so it's specific to me. I think that's it. It's going to um, continually improve as it learns more about my dialogue and the way I talk and, and the, the subjects which I talk about. And I also imagine that it's probably, now that it's got my email and my phone number, it's probably going to do some data mining on me and find out a little bit more about who I am and what makes me tick, um, things like that. Okay, so without further ado, you know, and, and why am I doing this? Because, you know, AI is here and it's it's not, it's been here actually for a while. As I've mentioned Google, I mean, if there's a large, large percentage of the people in this country and around the world who have been using Google for a long, long time. And, um, you know, AI is woven all in and throughout the Google experience. And I'm a, I'm a fan of the Google experience, especially with the calendar and the maps and, and whatnot. So I, I feel like there is... Um, an application for this AI in our lives. And I think it's got to be woven in. It's got to be utilized. It's a, it's a tool. It's a new tool in the toolbox or an existing tool in the toolbox that's going to become more and more prevalent in our lives. So let's get ahead of it and try to use it and not be used by it. I think the, the more we can find applications for it to make our world a little bit easier, then the more we can focus on the things that we do well. All right, so let me get up my narrative here. And all of this will appear in the notes section of the podcast uh, down below. So I started this when I was at the doctor's office this morning. And so I decided to ask, yeah, I was waiting in the waiting room. I decided to ask um, a simple question. What are three things that I could that I should consider to live a healthy life. And I was not terribly surprised by the answer. I'm not going to read it verbatim, um, but I will tell you that the answers are thoughtfully prepared and they're, you know, free of um, 
they're free of mistakes grammatically and whatnot. So it, it's almost as though somebody took the time to write them out. So I was impressed by that. But the answer, though, was good. It wasn't like a home run good, okay? So um, what I got was balanced diet, uh, regular exercise, and good sleep. And following each of those answers is a small explanation of, of you know, things that you might expect, you know, maybe a, a mini paragraph or one or two sentences about why a balanced diet is good, why regular exercise is good, why uh, good sleep is, is uh, good for a healthy life. So again, I mean, if I was to give it a grade, um, you know, I would probably give it a, a solid B, um, maybe even a B plus, you know, I'm, I'm, a tough grader so I don't know that I would assign it an A um, because there's things that are missing now I did only ask for three um, so I, I maybe I should have asked for five and I would have seen the other things that I think might also need to be on there of course who am I to say what a healthy life is so um, then I thought I would turn it up a little bit and I, I asked um, chat GPT um, what the kids should have for dinner. What do kids like to eat for dinner in the United States? And I, I gotta say, I think they pretty much knocked it out of the park here. Uh, the number one answer, um, it, it has a, a an initial little paragraph. The food preferences of children in the United States can vary widely depending on their family background, cultural traditions, and individual tastes. However, some of the common dinner options many children in the United States enjoy include and then there's five of them pizza mac and cheese chicken nuggets tacos and spaghetti and meatballs so i was a little tossed by number five spaghetti and meatballs i mean if you had just done spaghetti i would have been like all right this thing is scary serious on time with my family anyways i mean the meatballs it's not that meatballs are bad but a lot of times people don't take the extra effort to throw the meatballs in is I guess what I'm saying. So that was a pretty good, um, that was a pretty good answer. And again, following each selection is a small one sentence little description of the food and maybe how it relates. All right, how it relates to um, the answer. Next is I, I asked ChatGPT, which fast food restaurant has the best French fries? Okay, so I thought, you know, you gotta make it a little bit more difficult in scope. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give the, um, let me go back to my grading system. The one about the food for the kids, I am gonna give that an A minus. Actually, I might give it an A, not an A plus, but the meatballs drops it down to an A slash A minus, okay? Now, for this question, which fast food restaurant has the best fries? I definitely have got to go C on this, a flat C average. Um, I think that, well, let me read you the answers and then we'll see what you, you have to mull over what they think, what they had to say. Number one, McDonald's. Number two, Five Guys. Number three, In-N-Out Burger. Number four, Shake Shack. And number six, Chick-fil-A. 
I think for this, it might be kind of fun to read the explanations. Um, let's just see if I can go from the top here. It says, um, different people have different tastes and preferences, so there's no definitive answer which fast food restaurant has the best French fries. However, some fast food chains are known for their fries include, okay, and then it lists the five. I really like that, that inner that interface, that first little thing. I think that was a really helpful thing. But then to lead with McDonald's, I'm like, come on. Okay, here we go. McDonald's is one of the most well-known fast food chains in the world, and their French fries are a staple menu item. They're crispy on the outside and soft on the inside, and many people love their unique flavor. Well, I guess there's nothing false about that, um, but I just don't think of the best French fries, I don't think of McDonald's. I'm sorry, maybe because they're so the largest company, they have more people that like them on a numerical basis, but when you lead with McDonald's, I just think, no. All right, number two, Five Guys. Five Guys is a popular burger chain that's known for its fresh ingredients, customizable menu. Their fries are hand cut and cooked in peanut oil, giving them a unique taste and texture. I will say that that's true if you've ever had Five Guys and you're, you go in there and you get a french fries and it's like huge. It's like more than enough. It's like enough almost for three people or something. The one thing that confused me a little bit is I don't think of Five Guys as fast food. Um, you know, I guess because they are not standalone, they don't have drive through. I certainly agree with them being good french fries. There's no question about that. Um, so that's another kind of throw uh, reason for the, the lower grade on this one. Number three, In-N-Out Burger. This West Coast burger chain is famous for its animal-style fries, which are topped with cheese, grilled onions, and signature sauce. All right, well, two problems with that answer for me. One, okay, I've never been to an In-N-Out Burger. Um, I have spent a lot of time on the West Coast, but I just never made it to In-N-Out Burger. And I think a lot of people are like me, who are like me, have not been. I, I have heard of In-N-Out Burger. I know that it's a popular place. But, and the other thing is, it says it's well known for its animal style fries. Well, I'm like, you know, you, you can maybe, you know, the, I didn't ask about animal style fries. I asked just regular French fries. So I think that ChatBT fell flat on that as well. Shake Shack, number four. Shake Shack is a burger chain that originated in New York City and has since expanded other parts of the United States. Their crinkle cut fries are crispy and flavorful and many people enjoy dipping them in their signature cream cheese sauce. Okay, well I have had those and I have seen Shake Shack. I I, I don't know that I would have listed them, but I think that answer is fine. Um, it, it it mentions the extra sauce, but it doesn't make it integral to the experience. It has other things about it. Um, so that one. And then number five, Chick-fil-A. While Chick-fil-A is primarily known for its chicken sandwiches, their waffle fries are also a popular menu item. They're, they're seasoned with a blend of spices and have a crispy texture. Um, so my experience with Chick-fil-A french fries is they are good and I do like them. I don't know them to be seasoned with a blend of spices, though. I, I, and I could be wrong. I certainly wouldn't have said that if you'd asked me. I would say they're probably salted. And sometimes when you get one that's not salted, it's kind of a little bit too much potato. Um, and then if you try to take them home or eat them into the future, they 
quickly degrade into not being great fries. I don't know if anybody else has experienced that. Then chat GPT says, again, it's important to note that fast food should be consumed in moderation as part of a balanced diet. See, I didn't ask about any of that. I don't want to be told. Um, I don't even want to be told how to live my life. Although I, this is my first one was three things to live a healthy life. So maybe I should back up on that. But I'm given. I'm going to go with a C minus on on the French fry answer. Okay, next. Um, so now I'm dipping into real estate. What are five tips, Jet, Chat GPT? What are five tips for preparing your home for sale? Well, the Chat GPT failed this one. I did it. It started to give me an answer, and then it just stopped. And blanked it blanked out totally so i i gotta give them an f on that i didn't stop there though i went ahead and said what are five maintenance projects that i can do myself home maintenance products that i can do myself and let's see here well we've got change filters clean the gutters caulk and seal paint and unclog drains okay um so I'm not going to go very high on this one. I'm going to go with a C, maybe a C plus on this um, because I did say home maintenance. Um, so yes, ch changing air filters, slam dunk, cleaning gutters, I think slam dunk. In fact, I was told by some somebody that I know, like and trust who's a, been in a contractor and been in the business for decades that cleaning gutters is perhaps the most important home maintenance um, item that should be done probably twice as much as people think that it needs to be done and it would prevent so much damage. Um, so those two are great. Caulking and sealing around windows, doors, and other openings. Okay, I'm going to buy that. Um, I'm going to buy that. I, it's not what I would have put on there, but yes. Okay. Um, painting. Again, this is where it starts to lose me. It's almost like it got confused painting is a simple way to give your home a fresh and updated look well that's true um but i don't think of it as routine maintenance project um and then but i guess it is um it's not the kind that i had in mind though remember this is artificial intelligence and then number five unclogging drains yeah okay um i guess i was in my head i was thinking more preventative maintenance this seems to me to be kind of repairish but I think that with the caulking and sealing being okay borderline painting less than borderline and clogging drains less than brown I'll go ahead with the B on this one I did like changing filters and cleaning gutters um, I would have thought maybe like um, what were some things that I might have put on there um, Home maintenance, maybe like changing out light bulbs um, in line with cleaning filters. You might have said, um, you know, main, uh, appliance repair, appliance uh, filter changes, things like that. Uh, what else? Dry, cleaning your dryer lint, you know, maintaining your appliances, dryers and, su and such. Um, what's another one? maybe repairing a screen, like a, a window screen without having to replace it, maybe you repair it yourself, something like that. Okay, and last 
question for chat GPT. How can I use, how can AI help me with my real estate business? So you can see my level of questions have gotten more and more difficult. And this is where I do want to end, but let's go ahead and read it. So we got predictive analytics. Here's, here's the leading sentence. AI can provide several benefits to the real estate industry. Here are some ways that AI can help you help with your real estate business. Okay, number one, predictive analytics. And I'm going to um, read the sub the sub parts too. AI can analyze data on real estate trends such as pricing, property features to predict predictions and insights on future market trends. This information can help you make informed decisions about buying, selling, and investing in real estate. Okay, well, something about that sent answer, it started okay, and then it switched off. It's like, I'm not buying and selling and investing in real estate. I'm a real estate practitioner. So how can, how can predictive analytics help me as a practitioner? Okay, so good answer, but it kind of fell off. Um, let's see, chatbots and virtual assistants. AI-powered chatbots and virtual assistants can handle customer inquiries and support requests 24-7, freeing up your time to focus on more complex tasks. They can also provide personalized recommendations and guidance to your potential clients on their preferences and needs. So that's kind of a hot button issue. Um, I would be really careful here, although I think that the answer is kind of on point. But I, I always caution us other realtors to be careful what we give up, right? I mean, some things we're endeared for, people need us, people get frustrated when you turn them over to, uh, when I call, like for instance, to get my phone worked on in Verizon and I'm stuck with a chat bot and it just seems like the last thing I wanna do in the whole entire world. And if I had an alternative, I might jump on it right away. So you don't wanna be that, you don't wanna be causing your, your clients and, and your customers who you want to become clients to be looking for that alternative. Because I know there's going to be a lot of people that don't embrace this at all. So I would just say be careful what you turn over or what sort of applications that you seek out for your business. Um, I'll give you a great example. One would be like showing time or showing services. Is that something that you want to maintain? For as a ser value service to your um, your clients, or are you comfortable letting um, AI type programs take it over? Okay, just something to think about. And it is true; the whole goal is to free up time and focus on more complex tasks. Because you can see that artificial intelligence is—I don't want to say struggling. It's not struggling. It's it's going to learn. It's going to grow. But it is not human it's not able to do what you uniquely do and that's where you really do have to focus on your value proposition okay that's that's very critical it always going to be that way never it will never change number three automated property valuations ai powered algorithms can analyze property features location and market trends to provide accurate property valuations this information can also help you determine the fair market value of a property and make informed pricing decisions. So that's where I'm really gonna pump the brakes and, and, 
and tap, you know, tap the brakes and push in the clutch is because, you know, we are not new to this world. This is these AVMs. Uh, most people think of the Zestimate um, sometimes are the, are the butt of jokes, um, you know, but on the same token, you know, you can go to Trulia and get one. You can go to Realtor.com and get one. If you're in our local MLS systems, they provide an AVM. So I would be careful, though, in saying, and I think I'm preaching to the choir here, we're not going to look to automated property valuation to help people make informed pricing decisions. What I do do, however, is when I'm trying to price a property is I look at several AVMs, I look at several other points of value, and then I layer in my thoughts. And, you know, I perform my own valuation model, uh, which we would think of or know as a CMA. Sometimes I perform different CMAs from different points of view. Um, I take into account what's going on in the marketplace. I take into account how many active properties there are. Largely, I take into account what are the needs of the client. And those last portions that I mentioned, that can never be dealt with in an AVM. It can never, never will be able to. So we want to use automated property valuations as a as something to help maybe save us time give us some information but we've got to be still layering in our personal thoughts and opinions and more importantly analysis number four i'm really interested in property management okay i'm i'm listening how can ai systems can automatically prioritize and assign maintenance requests and collect rent payments through online portals okay you got me there that's a good one but if you don't do property management, then it's not relevant to you. Image and text analysis, AI-powered image and text analysis can help you quickly identify key features and amenities of a property and categorize them. This can save you time when searching for properties that match specific criteria. Well, uh, we'll wait and see about that one. Okay, so that concludes my interview with ChatGPT. By the way, if I'm going to grade that last one... I'm going to give it, I'm going to give chat GPT a B minus. So I think overall chat B GPT, that one grade, they got an F. I'm almost inclined to toss that out because, you know, maybe it was like an internet glitch or something. Um, if you look at the, all of the ones without the F, I think chat GPT earns a, you know, a, a probably a solid B, B minus, B slash B minus, like an 83, 84, um, which if you look at it, isn't really bad. But, you know, we need to be in the upper 90s when we're trying to get our, our clients. We need to be getting an A, A plus. So chat GPT is not the answer to your real estate needs, but chat GPT is going to and should be considered something that you utilize. It's just a question of how you, you, you utilize it. So don't be scared of it. Try to use it, make it work for you. And if you have any experience that you'd like to share, I'd love to hear about it. Thanks, everybody. Peace out.